0: Every agent has 100 sales minimum.
1: Welcome to The Perfect Fit Presents. My GoPro podcast guest for this amazing session is Mr. Brad Korn. Author of EMyth Real Estate Agent, Brad declares that every salesperson has 100 deals per year already waiting for them. Planet Corn is a unique place in the solar system where Brad has created the lifestyle of his dreams and is keen to help others create theirs. Here's Brad. Was making the cover for this podcast, and I I went surfing through your Facebook, and I got actually pictures of Brad in his shorts at uh, the Chief Stadium. <laughs> that could show up somewhere. I don't know. Maybe
0: that was. It was only ten degrees. So right. uh, it's it's funny that. So it's funny that you say that because that was a playoff game to go to the Super Bowl. I was coming back from a trip where my wife had bought me this Hawaiian chief shirt. We were in Mexico. And, uh, so while I'm, while I'm flying home, this is, this is a little bit of a mindset coaching here. So while I'm flying home on the plane, I'm watching, uh, the movie Everest. Uh, and this is got some big actors in the movie I watched and they climb Everest. And what I found interesting while I'm watching this, as the perspective I was watching it from was these people go to Everest three months in advance. Like they live in the mountains, in the snow, in the blizzard storms, in a tent for three months to prepare. And I was just fascinated with it. So what ensued after that is we land and here's a playoff game and it's 10 degrees. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this mindset because I was like, man, they got to be in such a mindset to go three months like that. It's like, I'm going to go to the football game in my Hawaiian shirt with some shorts. And uh, so it was a mindset thing for me. And I made it the pregame because we do tailgate. So we tailgated and then I walked in the stadium and then I made it through the first quarter. And I even thought it through. If you look real close, I've got some pretty heavy boots on because I knew my feet needed to be warm. My head was not covered, but I knew that was going to be an issue, and my hands weren't covered, and I knew that was going to be an issue. And about the end of the first quarter, my fingers got the tips got numb, so I made it through the first quarter. <laughs> mind over matter. As long as you don't mind it. Doesn't it was work. literally in my world. That's what I was doing, and everybody else's world, I appeared to be some crazy fool, ten degrees, walking around in shorts and a Hawaiian shirt. But I was like, the whole message was. Come on, Patrick! Bring home the heat.
1: Needed the heat for that one. Well, it was yeah, fun. So. It's always fun to hear your uh, your anecdotes in uh, the Achievers Breakfast Club and Clubhouse. And I think I want to start with my my kickoff question today is: uh, You are the author of the Michael Gerber edition of E Myth, specifically targeted at real estate practitioners. What was the proudest moment oh. for you of that whole experience from E Myth? to the e real estate?
0: It's the day the phone rang, and if you know Michael Gerber, you know that man's voice, right? And it was the day my phone rang, and I picked it up, and it's Michael Gerber. And he's saying, hey, I heard your story, and I want to talk to you about, you know, you're a student of my book. I'd like to write e real estate agent with you. That was probably the most craziest surreal moment ever because i've been working the emf book for 25 years at this point so and i'll, I'll give you a little backstory typically where really what happened was and what made me realize this even brought it all to be was in 2015 uh in fact it was march of 2015 my wife, my business partner of 20 years, was going to pick up a uh, real estate client, to an elderly woman, to bring her to closing because she didn't have any family around. And she got in a car accident on the way to pick her up. Uh, the accident, she survived the accident. It was a head-on collision. But after she got out of that, got some surgeries on her hip, she was on crutches for 12 weeks. Well, two weeks after she was back to normal, off crutches, plugging back into life, uh, she just didn't wake up one day. She had had trouble sleeping ever since the accident, so I was letting her sleep. I was keeping an eye on her and everything, but, you know, this is two weeks. She's back to normal. She's going back around. We're plugging back in, just bought two new cars, uh, so we actually went to buy her a car to get get her back on the road, and I ended up trading in my other one, and we got two Jeeps, so it was kind of a fun day. You know, she's plugging back in. So she's back to normal, so you don't think anything's going on. But by 10.30, my daughter came in the room and said, Sonia's still sleeping. So I tried to wake her up, and we didn't get a response, and that's when I called 911. So they got her all stabilized, uh, but they lost her for about four minutes. Then they lost her in the ER for about four minutes. So by the time they we figured all that out, they had to put her into a coma. That lasted for five months, and and in that time frame, I'm trying to figure out how to get her out of this coma. I've known a lot of people with brain injuries that were in a coma and they could come out of it in a month or two months or a year. Uh, but this was an anoxic brain injury. So, you know, when the brain doesn't have oxygen, it dies. So I took her to three hours away from Kansas City. I just started asking doctors, w- if your wife had a brain injury like this, where would you go? Where would you go? Where would you go? Would you go? And everybody just kept saying the same place. Madonna 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 is in Lincoln Nebraska and it's like three hours from Kansas City so I said we got to take her there I mean I got to do whatever I can do so that became a five month stay in Lincoln so bringing all this forward what happened was my real estate business and at that time I only had one assistant and one showing agent, buyer's agent that had just come back to the team. She'd been out for about seven years, went and had a whole bunch of babies. And then she came back to our team and she was just plugging back in. And then it was me and Sonia. So there were four of us on the team. Two of us are in Lincoln, Nebraska for the next five months. And that year, the systems that I had set up implementing the e helped us sell 97 homes while I was gone. And it's this whole thing you hear you know do you own a business or do you know do you, are you an entrepreneur do you own what do you own right and can you leave and it still grows and goes so it wasn't growing but it was going and we sold 97 homes so lost her in November of 15 we we weren't going to get her back out of the coma she was definitely like after we connected all the dots she was not responding not doing anything a second time it was Becoming clearer that she was literally going to be like that forever. So she wouldn't want to live that way. The children, all our girls agreed that uh, we needed to. She wouldn't want to live that way. So there's another one. She's not on life support. It's not like just flip the switch and it's over. Her body is self-supporting, but she is a vegetable. Um, so there is a tough life decision. That I hope nobody listening here ever has to go through. So anyway, it's about, uh, so that's November. So about January or February of 2016, I'm literally sitting on my desk just reflecting on some things and I look up and I saw the Emith book. I went, Oh my gosh, that's what it is. It wasn't all the real estate books. It is a combination of everything, the real estate books and everything that I've implemented, but it, the core one was the Emith that I read cover to cover more than a dozen times and implemented it. So I just looked up Gerber online. Found a phone number, called and left a message. Mr. Gerber, you don't know me from Adam. Um, but I wanted to thank you for writing your book. You gave me five months with my wife who was in a coma and I sold 97 homes and didn't even once think about how my house payment was going to get made, all that stuff. Right. So three hours away, I would come back one night a week and do my listing appointments. The girls would run the system and show houses. And, uh, so I just thanked him for that. And he called me back. So that was. A pretty surreal moment, right there.
1: Wow. that's uh, that's uh, there's everything but comedy in that story. It's it's amazing. It is an amazing uh, amazing life, and uh, you are an amazing producer in the industry. Uh, on the the perfect fit, would like to know. Uh, so you've got the system that runs based on the current level that it's at. While you're gone for five months, and that's uh, that's a miracle in itself. You know, with eighty-five percent of the agents in real estate not able to uh, renew their license once because they've been so unproductive. What's your favorite way to uh, to attract people or add people into your database?
0: Oh, no! That is such a great question, and let me tell you why. Because it's not going to be anything anyone's hoping I'm going to say right now. <laughs> there, there's a hundred ways to sell a hundred homes, right? So you can get the social media plan. You can get the TV commercial plan. You can get the billboard plan. You can get the mailer plan. You can get all these plans. And guess what? I do all of them too. But the one way is when I understood that everyone – The average person moves every five to seven years and, and right, you know, depending on the market, we could almost say sometime between five to 10 years, everybody on average moves, right? So you're going to know somebody that's been in their house for 20 years. You're also going to know some people that have been in their house one and two years and they're moving, right? So the average is five to 10 years. And honestly, Ed, the real one thing is if everyone's moving sometime in the next five to 10 years, then my Favorite best way to add people to my database is everybody I meet today. And and let me pause there for a second because I I need to clarify something. So in real estate, what I know about real estate agents, because I coach a lot of them when they are struggling in their business and we, first of all, you start out in the hole in real estate. By the time you go to real estate school, pretty much anywhere around the country, it looks like it's three, four hundred, five hundred dollars. It's like, who can't scrape up five hundred dollars to go to real estate school to become a real estate agent to make ten to twenty thousand dollars every time you sell a house, right? Well then what happens is now yeah, now you gotta pay for the test. You might have to take that test three and four and five times. So now you're in it for another five hundred, right? Now once you pass, what you don't know is now you gotta pay these dues to the National Association of Realtors and all this stuff that you gotta be a part of to Solidify and credify you being a realtor, right? So there's another three hundred dollars to NAR. There's a three hundred dollars to my board. I need to got, buy some signs. I need to buy a lockbox. I need to buy a key so I can show. So you're in it two thousand to twenty five hundred dollars, and you're starting out in the hole. Now most business formats out there, if you're going to go to a real estate company where you can tell people you're a realtor, because in most states you have to put it with somebody, a broker, or you have to be your own business, right? So the problem is, and and believe me, I'm telling you this because I want you to understand what's happening in your real estate business if you feel like you're working really hard and struggling. And that is you start out twenty five dollars, $2,500 or more in the hole, and then you go to a company who's got to take some portion of your commission when you sell a house to be at that company to have a brick and mortar place or to have a conference room or to have a website to attract people, whatever it is that they're offering you as their value. Right. And so they got to take a portion of your commission and then you're spending money along the way in your daily business. So the the unfortunately, the new realtor really needs to start out selling five houses in their first week or they're going to be in the hole. And if it takes a month, two months or three months to get your first sale, well, now you got three months worth of bills behind. you got your companies taken. Just just say you're going to spend 50 percent of your commission no matter what to run a real estate business. If you are somebody who's keeping 80% or 90% of your commission, you're not running a business. You're, you're, you're just doing a hobby and you did something once and you're not reinvesting it back into the business to get more sales. So you can get lucky on the first five, six, seven. I mean, my daughter got her real estate license, sold four houses in her first month. And then it was crickets. Right. And those are the four people that drove her to go get her license because they're like, hey, we're thinking about buying a house. Hey, we're thinking about buying a house. So she's like, I should get my real estate license. And within 30 days, she went back to being a bartender again, you know, because there was no business. So the point that I'm getting here at is that it you have to grow your business and getting out of the chute is all about connections. So during those first three, four months, actually. The three or four months that you're thinking about getting into real estate till you go take the test, if you would just start writing notes to everybody you're meeting every single day and just start connecting when you're not a realtor as a human being, because that is that is my formula, I every single day in real estate, I go connect as a human being. It's not about real estate. But once you get into real estate, you're in this hole, so you feel like everybody you're looking for has to be somebody, I got to find the next person that's selling, I got to find the next person that's selling. So we're just throwing all these people over our shoulders that aren't moving right now, looking for that next person to move. All those people are moving. It just might be in a year. It might be three years from now. It might be five years from now. And what most real estate agents don't know is you're probably going to be in this for three to five years to figure out you didn't make it. So you might as well start grabbing all these people now, connect with them put them in an organized database and follow up with them, stay in touch with every single person, because they're all moving. And what you have to do is doing spot calling, looking for the next piece of business, you're never gonna hit the one or 2% that are moving right now today, the day they've decided to move. You're, the odds of you calling them on that day is slim to none. If you call as a lead a, as a lead
1: people, generation tactic.
0: The lead generation packet. If I random. just stay in touch with everybody in my lead gen packet for the next five years, they'll call me when that day hits. I don't have to try and hit them on the day that they're moving. So,
1: Amen. The I love that. The, yeah, the so formula the, the, is – oh, go ahead. Yeah, so I was going to share a little bit with the – the the formula for the perfect fit is, is just right in line with uh, where you are. We're going to – I believe that probably two in ten of the humans I encounter, I can connect with, and they will only do business with me as long as I'm in real estate, or whatever your profession may be. This is the GoPro podcast, right? Whenever you take it for a business and not a hobby, you're going to have some investment to get started. You're going to have some recurring expenses to keep the machine rolling and increasing in uh, velocity, and... So 2 and 10 will do business only with me when I find them. Uh I'm not going to find them in my house, in my basement office. Uh so find the people. Uh about 50% of the people 5 and 10 I might be able to connect with them, but they've already got Brad or Stephanie or Jessica or somebody that's already in their life and sphere and they're going to do business with them cuz they're in their 20, not my not my 20. And then there's approximately 30% of the population that I'm going to classify as beyond human aid. They may never buy anything or sell anything or refer anything to you, and they're just going to, you know, just keep doing whatever it is that keeps them unhappy, I guess. So finding the people is a matter of picking up rocks, having conversations, opening conversations up. Can I do business with this person in the future? Could they trust me and all that? Then we move into the actual connection part, which is being interested in what they're doing and where they're going and becoming, I believe, the perfect fitting requires you to be a super connector of people, right? Not just a networker flinging business cards out. You're going to be, you're always on the move, always on the hunt for how can I help Brad solve the current problem he's got? It has nothing to do with real estate, right? And, probably eighty percent of those solutions are who, not how. So it's not things I have to do. It's hey, you should call Brad for that. Right? Let's see what he knows about that. He's already been down that road or he's on he's working on a project that might be interesting of you or whatever like that. So it it actually costs nothing to be interested in, in a super connector with people. And then uh of course the follow up and the follow up system is is definitely is definitely the way to go. And I wanna ask you right now uh, tell me a little bit more about the, the breadth of the EMyth real estate system that you developed, Brad, to, uh, to keep your business going in your absence.
0: Yeah. So, so I mean the e-myth, there's lots of things that Michael talks about and in the original e-myth book, he's interviewing the lady, a lady that owns a pie shop and he's just talking to her about this business and like small businesses, Exact same thing as a real estate agent. By the way, a real estate agent is a small business, right? So if you read the E-Myth book, that's like step one. Before you even go to E-Myth real estate agent, read E-Myth Revisited and listen to the story of this lady, how she was a great pie maker. So you are a great relationship person and you want to make money selling real estate. You could be a great house shower. You could be a great marketer that markets a listing. She was a great pie maker. And when he's interviewing her, she's to the point where her business has consumed her. She's going in at 2 a.m., 3 a.m. in the morning, baking all morning, getting the store shops, the shelves stocked. She's there till seven o'clock at night, balancing the books, you know, got to clean the store up when it closes and it just owns her and it's no longer fun. She was a great pot. She made an amazing pie that her mom showed her how to make and her mom taught her and her mom taught her. All she had to do was document exactly what she was doing, what she learned from her mother, her grandmother, her great grandmother, document how to make this pie great. It wasn't her that was making it great. It was just the pie that her mother and, and, and the everyone else showed her, right? Once she documented that, Then she doesn't get owned by everything. And that could give her the leverage and systematize it where she could hire five or 10 people to make that exact same pie. And so that's kind of what I saw is I was I was hanging around the top producers in the industry. If I went to a conference and there was like three people up on stage talking about how they're successful in real estate. I would walk up and I'd get their names and numbers and I would call them after the conference, introduce myself. I would send them things, drop them a handwritten note right after the conference going, thanks for sharing. Love the idea about, you know, whatever. So if I could break in and not just be somebody sitting in the audience. But now these people, I mean, I'm talking 500 of the top agents, a thousand of the top agents across the country which is about all of them, (laughs) right? I mean, if you think there's a million people and 10% of them are doing 90% of the business, I mean, this is a core group of people. I could show up in any of those towns today and they would invite me into their house to stay there if I needed to, right? Not that I can't go get a hotel, but I go stay at my friends' houses because I. it's that morning coffee conversation. It's that dinner conversation. I mean, I'm not intruding. I'm hanging out with my friend and we're, we're networking. So what I did was I just looked at what all these people were doing. Now, I'm going 30 years back because I'm a new guy. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm doing all this stuff and nothing's grabbing. I mean, it's just a very low return. I think I sold one house in my first year in real estate. I made $10,000 my first two or three years in real estate. I had two other jobs supporting my real estate habit. What I was doing was I was paying attention to how they made their pies. And I would bring those recipes back and I would apply them and I'd figure out how to make them work and I'd tweak them a little bit and make it work to get the result that I wanted. And those became my systems. So my the EMyth Real Estate Agent, what we do in the E Myth Real Estate Agent book is we talk about all the different aspects that of a business that Michael covers in EMyth. We got money. So how did I run money, you know, and and when I say money, you'll have a lot of people who go, oh, you got to have a P and l You got to track all this stuff. You know what I did? I set up two accounts. I have my my capital account and my operating account, and there are two checking accounts that are free at my bank. And all I do is I direct every commission dollar into my capital account. And then twice a month on the 1st and the 15th, I know what my expenses are for the 1st through the 15th because there's a pile of bills sitting on my desk. Whatever I need to pay my bills, I pull that amount out of my capital account and put in my operating account. Now, there's some money left here, I hope, and there's not at first, right? A lot of times your capital account doesn't fund what's happening here. Uh, and then on the 15th, I'll do another withdrawal. So I only withdraw out of my capital account twice a month. So for the first year, this is chaos because there's not enough money to support. I am out of business. I have no profit. But what it did was it made me aware of how much profit I needed to get. So in essence, just by setting up this money system to have a capital account and an operating account and only put in here what you need to operate with, that got me focused on money. And within a year, that started to accumulate and I would pay my bills and have some money left over. That's called profit. So that profits there as a business owner for me to do whatever I want with. So now I had money to go on a trip or whatever it might be. Right. Or maybe the conferences that I'm not going to because I don't have any money. I got to get an extra two thousand dollars in here this month so I can go to that conference next month. So it got me focused on my capital account. So that's one of the systems. Yeah, I just go through everything, the system for feeding the database every day, the the system for creating the system to deliver unbelievable service. And what that looks like, Ed, when I list a house, everything that happens is in a system. This is the sign in the yard. Is the lockbox in there? Is the MLS completely filled out? Did we upload all the photos? Is every field filled in uh, 14 days after it's listed? A letter goes out to the seller and goes, all your marketing's in place. You Now I say 14 days. It depends on what market we're in. Like some houses in some markets sell the minute they hit the market with multiple offers, right? So depending on what the market's doing and how we connect with somebody, we have connection points in there to say, hey, we've got everything under control. All the marketing's in place. One day after a house is listed, it says, send them a copy of what their house looks like on all the websites. So then we just go to, Google put in their address and we find realtor.com and Zillow and our company sites and it goes out to 300 and something websites. So I just send them a Google page that shows on the first page of Google, their house is all the way down and all these places that were marketing their house. So it's just like stuff like that, that gives them confidence that they hired the right person. So the book just goes through that stuff the people systems, right? With my team members, The system that I created to make sure they're feeding the database every day, because if they don't put the five people that they connect with today, like you were talking about, Ed, if they don't put those people in and it's not an on purpose plan, we are meeting people every single day that are going to move sometime between now and 10 years from now. And I just exerted some energy to connect with them. Right. And I love what you said. Two are going to do business with out out of 10 are going to do business with you. Right. And that's what I find about 10 to 20 percent of our database. We are naturally going to stay connected with. But that oh those other five of the 10, I'm going to challenge you right now, because I know from 30 years of experience, you can take that over. Now, unfortunately, Ed, if it's the if those five people know me, that's going to be tough. But if they know any other realtor on the planet, You are going to get three or four out of those five over the next five to ten years because you're going to stay in touch with them better than the person that they naturally will stay in touch with. Because natural connection is just we have a connection and we stay in touch, but they're not calling that person on purpose four times a year. They're not sending them things in between that that uh, make them look like the industry expert and that they earn that trust and they earn that, you know, Wow, this is my go-to person. So mo- I'm, I'm gonna say 95 to 98 percent of the people out there will actually take over those five if they do this right, right? So you can take that over because naturally we're just keeping in touch with 10 percent. Oh and that so I'll, let me break these numbers down for you. So if you have a hundred people and they're moving every 10 years, right, then that means 10 people are moving this year, right? 10 people moving this year out of 100 people, I'd have to call all 100 people every single month to figure out which 10 are moving this year, because 10 divided by 12 is less than one, which is why you're going to see everything you do in this industry is always, always, always going to be a one to two, maybe a 3% return. If I blast out a 100 connections today, I'm going to get one appointment because only one of those 10 people know they're the ones that are moving this month. Right. But one of those 10 people will know next month they're a mover. But if you don't call them again next month and you don't call all hundred to figure out which one is next month and which one is the month after that, that's where even those natural connections, people move and we do miss some of them. So for sure. I I am That's pretty deep, high level conversation. So when you think about real estate, you're running two types of businesses. One is your long term, forever build the pipeline, stay in touch with business. And as soon as you do that a few times, every single day, you add your new connections, write your note, and then stay in touch with them and set them up on a plan. Then you go back out and do your hundred things that are going to get you a hundred deals. right? And do whatever you like to do. If you love to do open houses, if you love to do... First time home buyer seminars. If you love to go knock on doors, doesn't matter what you do. You're not doing one over the other because this one isn't going to get you any immediate business. Sure. In fact, that, that 1%, it's going to take you probably two or three years before you're actually capturing 50% of all the people you've met for the last three, five years.
1: Yeah. And it's a little bit different than 30 years ago with uh, the opportunities for many, many other distractions, right? you got yeah. you got your social presence that you have to work through and uh, yeah the social
0: presence something. is just another way to stay in front of them in between the personal connection personal mm-hmm. connection meaning you and I talking sure. on the phone right you and I talking on the phone picking up each other or if I'm coming through your area I call you up and we go have lunch those things that's where the power happens all that social media stuff when you see the shorts that is that is literally just so Ed doesn't forget. Like, Ed's, you've gotten a handwritten note from me, right? I have. Yeah. I have. We've talked on the phone, right? We have. Almost set up a lunch appointment, only I didn't have to come to Arizona, right? So that's happening. Or Denver. And when Yeah. And then when Ed sees the shorts, he's like, oh, there's that Brad guy. He's so fun. That's not going to get him to call me if he's thinking about buying or selling. It's when no, the phone call sure. comes in, right? So that, that's sure. important that you said that because yeah. those are all touch and drip pieces. When people say, oh, people like to text message now. Think about it, right? Nobody's text messaging to strengthen a relationship. We're text messaging because we're all talking about one topic together.
1: Voice that's, is king.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
1: Voice is king, definitely. So the third tenet of the perfect fit theory is about – finding those folks or being in front of those folks when it is time. So if your database gets big enough that you can't, like, call everybody, you have to have some other method of staying in front of them so that they will remember to call you when they need them. But as they approach the window of opportunity, uh, I I liken it to uh, you really have to synchronize your communications and become more interested in what they're actually doing now. Uh, with regard to their real estate business, right? So it's it's kind of like uh, it's the the creation of a new child. There's a maternity period, and through the nine month cycle, the labor pains will begin, they'll increase, they will reach maximum level, and then boom, you have a new human, right? It's the same thing with transactions and relationships. So we need to be in sync and. And all of these different hundreds of people in my database are all running their own race. They're on their own program. And I just need to make sure I'm tapped in to what they're doing, some form or fashion. And uh, that was the reason I was, uh, I was inspired to create my mobile app, my bottom-of-funnel mobile app, Expect My Call. It's about putting touch points out in the future that have nothing to do with real estate or anything else. Uh, it's all of my personal commitments to myself, whether it's I need to be at the at the event for a child, whether it's a nonprofit uh, board meeting or a lot of other things that are not naturally going to find their way into one of my three CRMs that are more top-of-funnel things where, you know, bringing, dripping and, and, and loving on people, While I'm not actually physically involved with that, but by the time it gets to the bottom, this is where the rubber meets the road and I want to be in sync with them so that whenever the time comes to make that decision about that sale or that purchase, that, uh, that I'm there. I want to ask you if there's a topic that you'd like to, like to share with me right now that, uh, that's burning in your, in your soul.
0: So. What I really want to share is just what you just shared, Ed. I I want to confirm everything you just said and what that looks like in a system. So it is about being connected, the birthday parties, the social media. So here's what my connection looks like is I I have a scheduled call four times a year for every person that goes in my database and I want to break this down for you. So here's what it looks like is every three months, a phone call is going to pop up and say, it's time to call Ed, because that might be three months since I've talked to Ed. Actually, Ed and I may have talked even last month or a couple weeks ago. That was just natural. But mm-hmm. this is just in case he pops up and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have not talked to Ed in three months. That is going to be 80% of the people that are in your database that you're not connected with. It's those eight out of the 10, right? So there's a call every three months, phone call. And then in between that, so the month and a half in between the phone call is a social media touch slash text touch slash email, two-way conversation touch. Mm -hmm. And then believe me, everything else is automated. Because anytime I've got these touches where I have to physically do something, eventually you won't be able to do it all. But let me tell you, I'm going to stop that myth right there. You're not going to get to that point, even with four phone calls and four social media touches. If you fed the database with five people a day, every day for the next five years, you can manage four calls a year for that many people. By the way, that's 6,000 people. Five people a day, five days a week, 100 people a month, 1,200 people a year. And if I did that first year, I did it second year, I'm up to 2,400 people. I do it a third year. I'm up to 3,600 people. Your four calls a year will not ever surmount to more than maybe 10 or 15 calls a day, maybe at the most 20, but you're not really always making all of them because if Ed and I talked last week and he shows up on a three-month call, I already know I just talked to him, so I just get to market done. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing that with 20% of the people whose calls pop up because I stay in touch with them naturally just like Mm -hmm. we said, Mm -hmm. and five of the people I'm pretty well connected with. So I know those names. And when I'm doing this every single day, every single year, those names start looking familiar because they're popping up in front of me all the time. So those five people that I connected well with that know somebody else, I don't have them tagged as well. Don't stay in touch with them because they know somebody else. I know them, we connected and I'm going to call them. And the other four people, I may or may not get to them on the list for that one call, but I know they're going to pop up four times a year. So I'm at least going to call them once or twice. Now, if I go five years down the road and I've got 6,000 people that I'm staying in touch with, think about it for five years, I've called them four times a year. I don't need to call them four times a year anymore. So for the next five years, I might only call them, they go on to a new follow-up plan. I only call them twice a year. And by now, with 6,000 people in my database who are moving every 10 years, that's 600 people moving, right? So if I'm capturing 300 of them, you probably have a team. So now the team's making two of those calls, so we can start transferring the relationship to eventually I can build an uh, uh, enterprise that I'm stepping out of. And then five, 10 year to 15 years, I'm calling people once a year, Right. And when I retire from real estate 15 years from now, I'm sitting on a beach somewhere in a hammock and somebody, my team just sends me a list of people and I'm just calling the people I want to call because I've been in touch with them for 15 years. There's nobody else they're going to. It's a, it's a fun plan, but if you don't start it now, like right now, 23 is going to be, this is in 2023 when we're filming this, but it doesn't even matter what year it is. If you don't start it now, then you're always going to be dependent on trying to figure out how to get the next deal to make it through whatever market you're in. When you do this, the pipeline of business is just when you said they'll call you like you are you got to get in front of them when they're ready to move. Mm -hmm. I don't get in front of anybody. I don't have to call out to find business. I've been in touch with people so well. I just got a call yesterday. My sister's in a house. She was taking care of a guy. He passed away. He willed the house to her. It's already in her name. Family's coming around, and they're giving her a hard time. I told her she needs to sell the house. What should we do? Guess where I went yesterday within mm-hmm. one hour of that phone call. I said, I'll put together some numbers, and I'll meet you over there. Click. Right. And I ran the numbers, and I'm at a listing appointment one hour later because she called me to figure out, what are we supposed to do? Right. Well, if you're going to sell it, here's what you need to do. Right? Right. So that's – there's no way I would have called her sister because her sister is not even in my database. She's in my database, and I talk to her regularly so she knows to call Brad, right? And I'll give you – even I just want to hit this. I met – I she was assigned to somebody that was on my team that's no longer with me. So my original relationship wasn't with her, but because my system is set up the way it is – And my team member didn't follow through with the system. He didn't stay in touch. He didn't call her. He didn't do the things he was supposed to do. My system made sure I layered in there. She didn't call him. He's no longer with me, but she didn't track him down. She called me because the relationship is with me, and I'm the only one that stayed in touch with her. I've talked to her. We met her a year ago. I've probably talked to her eight times in the last year. She calls me for other stuff. She's like, oh, man, you're like a business guy. I want to do T-shirts. What should I do? So, I mean, right? And that that resulted in a listing appointment yesterday from somebody that I would have never gotten, probably wouldn't have hit the Internet website. She wouldn't have gone to my website and filled out my form for me uh, to she get
1: a She would have stumbled into somebody. Uh, and
0: That you know, house is going to be on the market in two days. Right on. So, yeah.
1: I love it when a plan comes together.
0: So yeah. we we are
1: we are going uh, we're we're probably going from a, a million six uh, realtors last year to I don't know maybe twenty five or thirty percent less this year because of uh, economic conditions and folks operating as you say without without systems without intention of making a business out of it um, I want to be part of the solution as I know you do so I want to throw up on to our screen right now your emithrealestateagent.com if you're not in real estate if you're a insurance or other industry mortgage folks you may or may not be interested actually in the real estate agent version of emith but i'm sure brad would love to talk to you anyway because he's that kind of a helpful oh, person yeah uh, you
0: just take the word real estate agent out and add an insurance guy that's the way yeah. i wrote the book It would work in any industry.
1: Plug into Brad. He's you can find him on Clubhouse uh, most mornings, and uh, you know he's not a secret agent. Get in touch with Brad. Get in touch with me. Would love to help. And I'll tell you
0: something about that site. Okay, is that site takes you to a free resource site where I go into all of I've recorded these type of interviews and and webinars where I go into detail and everything. So it's a free resource site. When you fill out that form, when you go to EMIF real estate agent, you're, you're connecting with me. So I can see that you saw this and you filled out the form. So now guess what? You get to experience my system. That's the only way I can stay in touch with you. You can go to Amazon and buy the book. I'm not making money on the book, but if you go there and get the book, you're going to get it from me directly. And you're going to experience the drip plan and we're going to connect and I'm going to be there for you. Otherwise, you know, what I do is I wait for people to seek me out. If they want it bad enough, they're going to find me. I You can't not find me on Google, right? And I'm not a basketball coach, by the way. There's another Brad Korn that's a very famous <laughs> basketball
1: coach. <laughs> yeah, we need to work on your SEO because I found him right away when I was looking for pictures for the podcast cover. Well, Brad, thanks very much for carving out some time for me this morning. I know it's getting into the valuable time of your day and your schedule and, and uh, your E-Myth systems. And I really do appreciate having you share your knowledge and and inspiration, and hopefully some folks will go pro because they watched us and listened to you.
0: My life mission is that every single agent can sell a hundred can sell a hundred homes a year, and I'm gonna say it this way: you're not getting a system that sells a hundred homes a year. You already have the hundred homes a year. I'm just gonna show you that you don't even know they're sitting there how to, how to get them right. So that you, every agent has 100 sales minimum every year right now, right now. I don't care if you started yesterday or you've been in business 30 years. There's a hundred sales happening a year that you are not getting right now.
1: That it's you could, that that, that, that that are yours. They're just waiting for yeah, you.
0: They're already yours. Yeah. You're just, they're just moving. Blast out a mailing to everybody, you know, and watch how many yellow stickers of death come back, right? <laughs> they moved without you. <laughs> so, they're moving. A hundred uh-huh. of them are moving every year. Yeah.
1: So, wow. so also uh, one final note. I, I know that uh, you are single-handedly keeping the post office employed in Kansas City, and I, I appreciate your notes.
0: I buy five rolls of stamps. Whenever I run out of the the fifth roll disappears, I go buy five more rolls. Okay. I'd rather put my money there than in anything else. Right so, on. Great Thank- fun hanging out with you, and. I, and and kudos to you for bringing messages out to help the real estate agents as well. So, and I, I love the the whole app thing is genius. What other topics? Cool.
1: What other topics can we get into and, and drop a pearl or two?
0: Yeah, I'd probably say live in the perfect life. Um, how do they get from where they are right now to where they're not worried about bills and all that stuff to where they're actually living in a dream house, living a dream life? And that may sometimes mean a charity or. You know, they volunteer or, you know, one of the girls at my office that is she was the number one individual agent last year, beat me out by like 70 sales. She wow. was like 50 sales ahead of everybody else. I was like number seven out of 600 people, which yeah. blows me away to this day uh, because I feel like I'm goofing off all the time. So that's probably the after party is it's like living life and staying in touch with being focused on relationships Allows me to just go live life, show up at a football game in shorts. I go to all the football games. I do the tailgate. I do parties with my friends in the summertime. We're on the lake a lot, yet the systems are keeping the business running and it's telling me what I have to do between now and before the sun's up to get all to keep my connections going to do all that stuff. So I can just go play the rest of the day. Right. So, and this may even be the clip right here. Uh, the whole point is, is that that tells me what to do in the morning. I could be done with all that stuff by 10 or 11. And honestly, living the perfect life means that I don't have to work until four o'clock and be on the phone for four hours from noon till four to try and find the next appointment to stay alive. I just get to go do whatever, right? When I take my dog to the groomer here in a little bit, I'm going to talk to some people that they're going to sell their house with me. And there might be somebody else in there that I'm going to talk to and he's an accountant and I'm going to be like, oh, man, I'd love to meet you and find out more about your business. And then I'm going to go have lunch and then I'm going to do this and I'm going to bump into people throughout the day. So I just go ride the tornado. And and to get real, <laughs> embrace, I could have. Embrace yeah, the I, chaos. I, is what embrace is. the chaos. And that's what I was going to say. In, in reality, I could have a deal that's. Got an inspection result that came back with $30,000 worth of stuff that I might have to spend the next hour coordinating a roofer, coordinating an uh, uh, electrician, see how fast we can get the plumber out there so we can get an estimate to figure out if we can keep this deal together. And that's going to take an hour out of my day. That's the chaos. And because there's organized system in the beginning, which is just my organized system is my follow up with my database. I mean, mm-hmm. it is feeding in the people that I met yesterday or getting in there, make sure they're on a plan, make sure I get my note in the mail. Um, and then just all my current stuff, like if, if it's, you know, two days before closing on my task list is, did you go over the net sheet with the seller to make sure they know what they're netting in two days? Right. And so that's my task list. So I knock all that stuff out. And then really, I mean, most of the day I say I'm goofing or goofing off, but I've done all my important stuff. I've done my 20 percent and now I get to go play in the 80 percent because my 20 percent, I got 20 percent of it done. 20 percent of what you do generates 80 percent of your results. Right. And 80 percent of what you do generates 20 percent. So most people do their 20 percent, 2 percent or 1 percent of their day. And then they do the 80%, 99% of the day, right? right?
1: Distraction. So I do my
0: 20% at 20%. I do my, well, I could even say, this is new to me. I do my 20%, 100%. And then I do my 80%, probably 50%. Does <laughs> so right. that make sense? <laughs> it does. So. It's,
1: it's uh, life on planet corn is a good place. <laughs> it's I love fun. it. It's fun. I love it. All right, man. Well, so, I don't you. know. Is that,
0: is that a good? Is, would that that's be a great, great after, after party? That's
1: that's a great after party. Cool. That's All a right. Great after party. So, cool. thanks again for your for your time and your help. And uh, let's get some agents plugged in. We still need to talk about how we can uh, how we can get some folks uh, up to speed on a plan.
0: To, I'm I'm uh, rolling that out. I have an entire coming. course. I have 16 hours to walk people through this core stuff that we just talked about. I'm getting it on a platform now, so it's available for everybody to plug into. That's what I've been working on the last week.
1: Thanks for listening today. Expect excellence from yourself and stay in touch with your sphere. Hit expectmycall.info for more information on the Expect My Call mobile app. And grab a copy of the Perfect Fit ebook. I'm Ed Hooks Jr. If you're a real estate agent and wants more from your business, we invite you to partner with us and implement proven production strategies with the support of real estate industry titans. Thank you.